At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. It's time for Rush Hour here on VSN, the Sports Betting Network, and presented by Bet Rivers. Thank you for being with us on this Tuesday evening. I'm Danny Burke, your host, and we will be with you for the next hour talking some futures throughout the NBA, some Super Bowl futures that I know we discussed last night, but I wanted to revisit it a tad bit and give you some official plays that, yes, I am already tacking on early enough just after we concluded last NFL season or this past NFL season, rather. I'm already looking forward to the next because that's what we do. We want to get that good value immediately. And speaking of some good value later in the show, we will be looking for some good games from our guy, Vsin's NHL expert, Andy McNeil, in 15 minutes, dishing out his top plays on the rink tonight for the NHL card. So we'll look forward to that. Half hour from now, the college basketball guru himself, Greg Hoops Peterson, he handicaps every single game. We don't have time for every single game, so we'll highlight the marquee matchups with Greg in a half hour here on Rush Hour. And then at the end of the show, I got a couple of best bets that I'm looking forward to tonight in the NBA. One side and one prop. So we will discuss all of that within the next hour. But I wanted to begin surrounding the NBA in a conversation that I think warrants, I guess, just some respect or just some publicity from the national media. Now, this is being recognized and has been recognized here in the Chicagoland area, but it seems that up until last night, it really wasn't considered, but now hopefully it can be. And this revolves around the MVP race, futures discussion, and a man who warrants more respect with his value, and that is one DeMar DeRozan. Let me pitch you on taking DeMar DeRozan anywhere from 35 to 1, what we're seeing at Bad Rivers right now for him to win MVP. Up to 40 to 1 is the range of the odds that we have seen present in other jurisdictions in the state of Illinois. DeMar DeRozan was a great acquisition in the offseason for the Bulls, despite what national media told you, especially certain outlets who ranked him as the number one worst free agent signing this offseason. Well, us Bulls fans were optimistic and had positive thinking toward it because why wouldn't adding a veteran solid player to this group that hadn't made the postseason in several years be a good thing? Who knows? But he has far exceeded expectations up to this point. He has done way more than that and to the point of the highest pedigree. 
let's look more so at a recent sample size. And this, again, is just going to be very recent. But this whole season, he was pretty much averaging near 30 points per game. But I want to give you more recently. This past six-game stretch for DeMar DeRozan, he has 232 total points. That comes out to 38.7 points per game on 61% shooting from the floor. That's right, 61% shooting, 85% from the charity stripe, 5.7 rebounds per game, 5.5 assists per game, while logging 38 minutes per contest. To be exact, looking at these last six games, the total points were 40 on 67% from the field, 38 points on 50% shooting, 35 points on 64%, 36 on 68%, 38 on 59%, and 45 points on 60% field goal shooting. Now, StatMuse tweeted this out, and what they also included that is absolutely fascinating is that this is the longest streak of 35-point games on 50% shooting in Bulls history. Michael Jordan never did this. Does that mean that DeMar DeRozan is Michael Jordan? No, it does not. But is he playing like him? He certainly is as at this point for the Bulls. And this is ever so important considering how depleted the Chicago roster is from the start with Patrick Williams, a good defensive guy coming into his second season with high expectations. All right, so you work around it. Well, then you lose Alex Caruso. You get him back for two games. You get a dirty foul on him from Grayson Allen. He's out six to eight weeks. Zach Levine, we don't know the severity of his injury. Could be terrible. Hopefully it's not but he's been picking up the slack when he's been absent. Lonzo Ball was out six to eight weeks. Derek Jones Jr. was out six to eight weeks. At least now he is back in the mix. DeMar DeRozan has been insanely consistent and has only gotten better every single game, one after the other. And the biggest thing about it, too, this Bulls team is a half game out of first place in the Eastern Conference. So I'm looking at these odds at pretty much every single book, absolutely scratching my head, pondering why DeMar DeRozan is anywhere from 35 to 1 to 40 to 1 to win MVP. Now, I get why he's not the short shot. Obviously, Joel Embiid has been having a fantastic season. He's plus 140 as the front runner at Bet Rivers. Jokic comes next at plus 350. Giannis Antetokounmpo comes next at 4 to 1. Steph Curry plus 750. John Morant 10 to 1. Chris Paul 25 to 1. Come on, Chris Paul above DeMar DeRozan? Get out of here with that nonsense. If it weren't for DeMar DeRozan, this Bulls team would be lucky to be a top-five squad in the Eastern Conference right now, and that's not to discredit anything the remaining of this Bulls roster is doing right now, but again, this team is so depleted. And you look at a team like the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis, defending champions, not as much of a depleted roster as the Bulls, yet Bulls have a better record than them right now. And you look at Nikola Jokic. Oh, what are the Nuggets? The sixth seed in the Western Conference? He's higher than him in the MVP consideration. Now, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be, but it's just ludicrous to me how far down DeRozan is on this list. Joel Embiid, again, I get why he's up there. I advocated for him for MVP last season before his injury, and I think he does deserve it here, but he should be DeRozan being in this conversation for MVP. Something else to consider, uh, courtesy of In predict this is Mike Bowie he tweeted this out and what the stat metric looks at is the combined win probability and this impact consists of field goals plus free throws plus turnovers and when you look in this conversation DeMar DeRozan was number one in the league com coming into the game last night and then he dropped 40 points but you look at this rating so it's the win probability added measure and he's at 7.75 okay 
The next closest player is Jokic at 5.33. So it's really not anybody who's close. Then Steph Curry comes, and then Joel Embiid comes in the mix. The argument absolutely could be made that DeMar DeRozan is worth a play, especially especially at the value of anywhere from 35 to 40 to 1 because of what the Bulls came from last season. You bring in DeMar DeRozan. He's been carrying this team with huge game-winning shots that have made highlight reels and a depleted roster in a new environment, and he's consistently getting 35-plus. Are you kidding me? Give this guy some respect. Put it on his name, and I will gladly take a flyer on DeMar DeRozan at 40-1 to 1 for NBA MVP. Is it going to come to fruition? Of course, I hope so, realistically. Maybe not. But you know what? If you get the good value, I'm telling you this number is not going to be there heading into the All-Star break. It shouldn't be there by the end of this season. And again, who knows what the availability of Zach Levine is going to be heading into the back half stretch of this season. And that will give even more confidence in putting some respect on DeMar DeRozan if the Bulls can finish as a top team from the East. The Bucks are defending champions. He expected it out of them, but the Bulls are ahead of them. Embiid and the Sixers, great team year after year. The Bulls are ahead of them right now. The Sixers, average team in the Western Conference, yet all these guys are above DeMar DeRozan in MVP con uh, consideration. Steph Curry, dynamite team. They've won multiple championships. You got Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steve Kerr, all these great parts around him. Chris Paul, get out of here with that. 25 to 1. DeMar DeRozan should be toward the top of the list. If anything, he should be in the same conversation as the area of Steph Curry at about plus 750, maybe 6-1 to one around there. That's where I think you could call me biased because we're here in Chicago and I'm a Bulls fan, but the national media finally starting to recognize that, and I think you should too. So I took a flyer on DeRozan at 40-1 to one for NBA MVP. Hopefully his value you know, gets up there and we can actually have that legit convo about it, and we'll be rooting for our guy. It's been a blast to watch. Okay, speaking of futures, though, I wanted to transition back to the NFL and give you a f official few plays that I did make from yesterday when we had our conversation about next year's Super Bowl for Super Bowl 57. And I get it. A lot of people probably sick and tired of hearing it. But I did pull the trigger on a few of these numbers because they've actually been altering pretty frequently since we last talked uh, literally yesterday evening. And the three that I did make the bets on were the three that I narrowed it down to, that being the Los Angeles Chargers, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Arizona Cardinals. Now, at Bet Rivers, these odds may differ a little bit, but as I always suggest, do a little bit of searching. And the best number for the Chargers, for example, out there was 25 to 1. They have the second most cap space in the National Football League and arguably one of the most talented quarterbacks in Justin Herbert, Great receiving core. They need to address the run defense. There's no denying that. But this Chargers team is just as talented as anybody. So give me the Chargers at 25 to 1. No shot they're going to be that value heading into the season, or at least after the first few weeks. I think they could get down to as low as 10 to 1. The Ravens, 20 to 1, took a flyer on that as well. If they can stay healthy, you still got Harbaugh, you still got Jackson. He needs some help with the receivers and a little bit of improvement defensively. But they can be the top team in the AFC North. Yes, over the Cincinnati Bengals. If they can stay healthy, they can make a run into the postseason, and you'll be feeling pretty good about the Ravens at 20 to 1. So those are probably my top two plays. And then I did take a little bit of a flyer on the Cardinals as well. They were as high as 28 to 1 last night, but I got them at 25 to 1. Look, we joked about the team hosting the Super Bowl the last couple of seasons, ending up winning it. The Cardinals are hosting it this upcoming year, so take that info as you will. But more realistically, this team still does have a ton of talent around them. 
and maybe everything that's happening in the offseason with Kyler Murray is going to motivate this team, have a bigger chip on his shoulder, even more than it originally had or than he originally had coming into the NFL. Now, Cliff Kingsbury probably going to hold you back from going all the way, but again, there's options to cash these tickets out, to put it on websites, to trade them. Other people can buy them. You have alternative choices on how to make money, even if it doesn't go all the way. And because of this value, what Adam Burke was talking about yesterday and wrote up at VEASAN.com, you can do these price hunts early on to get great value, and I think you have it with the Chargers at 25-1, to 1, Ravens at 20-1, to 1, and the Cardinals also at 25-1. to 1. So I did play those for my very, very, very early Super Bowl 57 futures, but a little bit more narrow in the NBA. Also bet DeMar DeRozan 40-1 to 1 to win NBA MVP. I'm not guaranteeing he's going to win it, but I think the respect is going to slowly start to come in and that value won't be there any longer, and he absolutely deserves the recognition. Coming up next, we are switching to some hockey. How about Vicent's NHL betting expert, Andy McNeil, joining us with some of his top plays with the puck. Stick around. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered because Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. So subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts available. And to get hooked up several episodes a week, great local sports betting content. Back at it on this Tuesday evening. The show is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host. And as always, we're broadcasting live out of the Bet River Sportsbook here in Des Plaines, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. Joining us now to talk a little bit of puck, it's VEASAN's NHL betting expert, Andy McNeil, at Digital Gambler, where you can follow him on Twitter and check out VEASAN.com to get his daily NHL write-ups every single day. It's like a religious thing for me. I'm always looking at it before I make my plays because I got to 
consult the expert, and that's what we're looking forward to doing for tonight. So, Andy, thank you, as always, for making some time. I know you and I were kind of talking off air before we brought you on, and look, it's maybe not the prettiest card with ample opportunities, but we still always love getting your insight on these games and just overall thoughts. And I did want to start with this game where the puck's going to drop at about 6 p.m. Central time, the Rangers and the Bruins. This game was kind of fascinating just matchup-wise to me. And you're seeing the Rangers up to minus 150. Boston catching about plus 128, total at 5.5. So the reason the Rangers are up that high, Andy, is because Boston's still missing some key players, right? Yeah, Brad Marashanti serving the third game of a six-game suspension, and Patrice Bergeron is uh, still out with a, a head injury. So, you know, that those are two big play drivers. They, they, um, they do a lot for the Bruins, and uh, Boston's a totally different team without them. And... David Pasternak, their, you know, remaining star player um, is not, you know, I don't really think he's up to the task of, of carrying a team uh, without, you know, the, without the help of, of Bergeron and Marchand. He's a great player, but, um, you know, definitely seems to struggle without those guys in the lineup. But, you know, admittedly, I, I think you take Marchand and Bergeron uh, out of the Bruins lineup and it, it makes makes it hard to predict what type of effort, what type of performance you're going to get from the Boston Bruins. The Rangers, they're not uh, really a strong team uh, and particularly not at even strength. They've got great goaltending and some some really great shooting talent up front and obviously on the back end with uh, Adam Fox. But uh, minus 150, that's a, a pretty high price to pay. Um, I think the game should be priced closer to minus 125 in favor of the Rangers. So definitely uh bordering on on the Bruins being a value play but like I said I, I do find it a bit tough to kind of predict uh what you know what type of performance we'll see on a game-to-game -game basis uh when when Marchant and Bergeron aren't in the lineup and um doing a, doing a, a bit of guesswork here to, to say the least yeah and like you were kind of telling me before this segment you kind of had a similar situation in terms of guessing or maybe not getting the result you wanted with this penguins and flyers matchup right i mean we see pittsburgh up to minus 315 and plus 260 on the buyback but we had a goalie switch up as of late correct yeah that's right i mean tristan jari kind of has become the the go-to guy in in pittsburgh uh but it's going to be casey de smith um in in goal for the penguins tonight and carter hart uh, on the other side for the Flyers. So would have been nice to get Martin Jones with the Smith starting. Uh, you know, the Flyers, they're, they're one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Um, and But, you know, Carter Hart has put up respectable numbers, uh, get, you know, under the circumstances. And um, he's he's been above average this year. So that makes it a little bit tougher. And, uh, you know, this, this Penguins team, of course, you've got Sidney Crosby. He's searching for his 500th goal and you know he'd love to score it against the flyers a team that he's uh kind of had his way with throughout his career so um expect a big effort from the penguins tonight um i think there's a little bit of value on on pittsburgh but uh it's it's minimal and i haven't uh, i haven't pulled the trigger on that one yet after the goaltending switch up 
All right, Andy, let me ask you about this Nashville-Washington game. I think this one's pretty interesting, the handicap. I mean, the Predators at home minus a buck 39. Washington plus 120 on the other side with the total set at six. Juice is on the under. To me, Washington's been a really tricky team to handicap on a consistent basis. Nashville, they kind of get on these streaks, but uh, are you surprised they're minus 139 either too much or not enough? Because, again, I I'm torn because I just don't have that strong of a read on the Capitals as of this point yeah the, the both teams have kind of been struggling as of late but the the capital struggles date back further than than that of nashville's and um you know we we thought there might be a chance that phoenix copley would get the start he's he's like a third stringer for the capitals um and if that was the case it would have definitely impacted my handicap quite a bit um but now you know seeing this line movement and i i have nashville priced around minus 115 assuming Hugh Saros in, in goal, that hasn't been confirmed, but I, I do assume that's going to be the case. And, um, you know, in, in that case, um, with with the Capitals coming back at even plus 125 and plus 130 at some shops, I think it's Washington or nothing. Like I said, both of these teams have been, been struggling as of late, but, um, you know, the Capitals, they've been a really good team on defense this year. Uh, they've, they've got a lot of talent up front, obviously. I think... The, the real push for this team will come in a, in a few weeks when they, they get Anthony Mantha back on the lineup and, and get TJ Oshie back healthy. Um, but, but right now, I think, you know, the, the Capitals are uh, definitely the value play here uh, against Nashville, in, in Nashville, sorry. Andy, in the Mile High City tonight, Colorado's lane minus 265 against the Stars, who are plus 220. High total is six and a half. I get how dominant Colorado has been, but I, I mean, and, and I know you're a guy that likes to see value in underdogs a lot. Do you see it in this spot with Dallas? And even if you don't, I mean, look, does Colorado deserve to be up to minus 265 against the Stars team? Well, if John Klinkberg is out, then uh, the, the Avalanche do deserve to be be priced around there. Um, a little lower than that, I, I think minus 250 would be a, an appropriate price. Um, Pavel Francouz is going to be in goal tonight for the Avalanche because um, because the, the the Abs have they're hosting the the Vegas Golden Knights tomorrow, so um, they're going to save Darcy Kuemper for that one. But um, yeah, this 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 Dallas team. I mean, Avalanche coming off a four nothing win in Dallas on Sunday. Uh, Nathan McKinnon back in the lineup, and without Klingberg, that really uh, really holds the Stars back. And Colorado should get a should pick up another another win here uh, tonight with uh, with Pavel Francouz. He's been he's been really good this season. He's only played eight games, but uh, he's posted a 9.30 save percentage. And uh, the the Avs are going to need the, both both of their goaltenders to be to be good over these next couple of days. Okay, Andy, and then the late game tonight, Edmonton on the road against the Kings and the Oilers, plus 102, Los Angeles, minus 118. Total at 6.5, minus 113 to the under. Any skin in the game for this matchup? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't have any yet, but I'm definitely leaning towards betting the, the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, I don't feel great about it. I'm not, um, I'm not totally sure that I'm able to, to capture the type of uh, or uh, let's say I'm, I'm capture the true talent of this Oilers team based on what off of what we've seen over the last 46 games. Um, Edmonton has really struggled at times, but uh, they they look like a different team under this new coach Jay Woodcroft. 
Um, he's obviously sending a message that's resonating with the players, and uh, they've performed really well over the last couple of games. San Jose, last night, they um, controlled 75% of the shot attempts, 75% of the expected goals. It was probably one of their most... Uh, it was it was probably their most dominant performance of the season, winning the game three nothing. But uh, let's not forget that this Los Angeles Kings team was one of the hottest teams uh, in the league after the the, the holiday break and uh, leading up to the All Star break. Um, and their underlying metrics were just off the charts. They're uh, a top ten. They're just outside the top ten in expected goals for and against. And uh, they've they've got uh, the the second best shot share in the league. So they're out shooting their opponents on a regular basis. So the Kings are a team that uh, you, you should expect uh, in any given game to control the shots and the scoring chances. And uh, Edmonton, they're going to be a tough test, but they're tired. And uh, I think L.A. will win this game more often than not. I got this game lined around minus 125 in favor of the Kings. All right, Andy, I hate to do this. We're up against it, and I know I want to expand on this further, but we got about 30 seconds. If there's one team people could look out for value-wise for Stanley Cup futures, what would be that team? Well, if there's one team, I think people should probably look towards the, the Vegas Golden Knights at this point. A lot of the big value plays are off the board with the Penguins and the Flames moving from 50-1 to 1 and 30-1 to 1, all the way down to 20-1 to 1 and 15-1. to 1. But the, the Vegas Golden Knights are still up at 8-1, to 1. At a lot of shops, and uh, with Jack Eichel joining the team now, and then making cap room with Mark Stone uh, entering the the, the long term injured reserve list, he'll be back for the playoffs, and this team will be better than ever. So, if you you think the Avalanche are priced appropriately at around five to one, the Vegas should be close to where they are. Awesome, man. Andy McNeil at Digital Gambler on Twitter, Veasan.com for his write ups every single day. Andy, best of luck, and thank you for making some time. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Good you luck. Bet. Andy McNeil, once again, folks, give him a follow. Check him out at VSIN. We're switching it up, talking couch hoops with the man himself, Greg Hoops Peterson. You're not going to want to miss it. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. VEASAN has a great new offer that really can only be described as madness. And that's when you get VEASAN all access to everything we do from right now through the College Basketball Championship on April 4th for only $29. Sign up now and get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, along with bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with all of our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every single game. And this deal only happens once a year, so do not miss out. Visit vsin.com slash madness to sign up today. That's vsin.com slash madness. And a man who is heavily involved in all of March Madness is joining us here on Rush Hour, and that is Mr. Greg Hoops Peterson at GUnit underscore 81, where you can follow him on Twitter. And folks, if you didn't know, the man handicaps literally every single college basketball game, and he does it amazingly. Greg, thank you for being with us tonight. I know we got a long list to get through, so we might as well kick it off with games about to tip off in a half hour or so. And I want to discuss Texas and Oklahoma the Longhorns laying a point on the road for this affair. Total a shorter one, 124 and a half. What did your numbers tell you for this game? I'm laying it here with Texas. I do think that this is a really bad matchup for Oklahoma just because Oklahoma 
is a team that they turn the ball over nearly 15 times per game and got a Texas team that their forte is being able to force turnovers. They get a little bit over eight steals per contest. They do a nice job of being able to slow things down. Porter Mosher has been able to do a solid job of being able to slow down Oklahoma as well. And with Oklahoma, you do have some relatively good versatility, but you're able to say the same with Texas, with guys like Timmy Allen, Trey Mitchell and company, and with Marcus Carr being able to cut down on the turnovers, four turnovers in the last three games for this Texas team. I think that they should be able to prevail. I was willing to lay more like a two, two and a half in this spot for Texas. So being able to get just a one was very appealing to me. So wound up going with the Longhorns in this spot on the road. All right, Greg, the next matchup, you get Duke at home, and I feel like when the public sees Duke at home, it seems like a free bet for them. But the Blue Devils are laying nine in this spot, and the total a high one at 151. Do you trust Duke in this spot against Wake Forest laying nine? I wound up taking a 10 and a half last night slash early this morning with Wake Forest, depending on what time zone you're in. But that said, I do think that even here at a nine to a nine and a half, I'd be taking the points with Wake Forest. I wound up saying them as more of an eight-point underdog because with Wake Forest last time they wound up playing against Duke, they wound up losing that game by 12. But you'll notice that Alondis Williams by himself wound up having seven turnovers for Wake Forest. Duke as a team only wound up having seven turnovers and ever since that game. Duke has been turning the ball over a lot, a lot more. Meanwhile, they only generate about 11.6 turnovers per game in terms of the 358 D1 teams. They rank 251st in the country with regards to turnovers forced on a per-possession basis. They've noticed that Wendell Moore has been not scoring as much this calendar year. In November and December, was averaging 17 points per game, 10.7 ever since the turn of the calendar. Wake Forest also now is Damari Monsanto, the transfer from East Tennessee State, shooting in the 37, 38% three-point tile, and they didn't have him available for that game either. So taking the points here with Wake Forest. Total, I wound up taking it over a little bit earlier. It was right around 147 and 148. I wound up making mine 150. So now I would be starting to really have some hesitation on an order, but still, it's right around where I wound up making it at a 150 personally. All right, Greg, you know we live in Big Ten country here, and that's where you're from originally, so we always got to talk some Big Ten hoops with you. And tonight, Ohio State laying 13 against Minnesota, I guess isn't surprising considering this is a team that lost to my alma mater, Nebraska, and, well, we know how they've done this season. Uh, this total at about 138.5. I get that it's 13 points, but do you trust the Buckeyes to lay that much again against this Minnesota team that has definitely been frustrating this year? Now I needed exactly 13 to be able to take the points here with Minnesota since I made my line 12 and a half, but I took 13 with Minnesota because I do think that they're going to be able to hold in this game because one thing that Minnesota does really well is that they don't beat themselves. By that, I mean they turn the ball over a little bit over nine times per contest. They rank in the top 10 in all of college basketball in terms of fewest turnovers per game. Last time these two teams wound up playing, Minnesota only turned the ball over twice. They were just hurt by the fact that Ohio State was able to put the ball in the basket a little bit more than Minnesota was, and Minnesota at that time was dealing with a couple of ailments. So I do think that the Gophers are going to be able to hang in there, and we've noticed that Minnesota has been playing much better on the road than they did last year. Last year, they had some of the most demonstrative home and road splits that we've really ever seen in college basketball. This year, they've been much better away from the barn. You've got someone like an Eric Curry who's able to give you six half rebounds per game. No question, EJ Liddell is going to have his way. 20 points, seven boards, two and a half blocks per game for Iowa State. But 
I have also noticed that Malachi Branham has been significantly worse at home than he has been on the road as well. So I do think that Minnesota is going to be able to cover 13. And with both of these teams outside the top 200 with regards to possessions per game, I think that you get a slow down game from the affair that we wanted seeing the last time, but which you wanted seeing a total of 139 points in that game. So right in with the under as well. All right, Greg, a solid matchup to look forward to in the Big Ten. Consists of Indiana and Wisconsin. This line is at three. Total at 132.5. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you made the Hoosiers as about a three-and-a-half point home favorite. Is that right? Yep. Willing to lay up to three-and-a-half here with Indiana. I want to blame the three personally with them because I do think that, unlike what we wound up seeing the last time around, Trace Jackson Davis is going to be able to get the ball a little bit more. You may recall these two teams wound up playing in December, and in that game, Indiana wound up getting up by, I believe it was either 21 or 22 points in that game. They then decided to not give the ball to Trace Jackson Davis, which is not necessarily a wise game plan. And then from there, Wisconsin was able to come back and they were able to get one of the more dramatic come from behind wins in the college basketball season. I don't think that Indiana is going to be falling into that trap. Indiana has also been doing a good job of being able to cut down on the turnovers and the supporting cast of Wisconsin has not been able to do a good job of helping out Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis himself has been going a little bit more cold. Now, you do want to know that with Davis, he shoots right around 40% from three-point range on the road at home. That is sub-30%. So he's actually been much better when he's been away from Madison. But that said, I do think that Indiana going to be able to go down low along Jackson Davis. You also have Race Thompson who's able to give you seven half boards per game. So I think Indiana wins from within. I'm willing to take the under in this spot in. When it comes to the total, a little bit of an intriguing one in this one. I wound up setting mine more in the pocket of about a 130-ish. This is a spot in which I think that you wind up going a little bit too high with the total. So looking at the under and looking at Indiana. All right, Hoops, how about some Big East action? 7 p.m. Central Time tip. Villanova lane four on the road against Providence. Total we are seeing minus 132. Money line for the Wildcats minus the buck 80 plus 145 on the buyback for the home underdog in Providence. Who do you like here? I'm willing to lay up to a four and a half in this spot with Villanova. I love the way the Providence has been able to fight all season long. Providence certainly having themselves a tremendous season, but at the same time, when it comes to this Providence team, I do feel like they've been getting a little bit lucky this year. You've got a guy in Jared Bynum who has been, we're going to call it what it is, shooting above his skis with regards to his three-point shooting percentage. Last year, he shot right around 18% from three. This year, he's shooting 47% from three. I think that things are going to come back to earth a little bit too much. And with Villanova, they've got all the keys that you want for a team to be able to close out late because they shoot over 83% of the free fly, number one in all of college basketball. They have sub-10 turnovers per game, so they do a nice job of being able to take care of the ball. You've got a fifth-year senior in Colin Gillespie at the point guard spot. He and Justin Moore have been dealing with some ailments the recent time from when they wound up getting hurt. Should allow them to be a little bit more healthy in this game than they've been in past games as well. Providence has been able to do an amazing job all season long, but you got to sense that at some point regression is going to be coming in for Providence. I think it starts tonight. I'm going to lay up to four and a half. When it comes to Villanova and when it comes to total, well, I'm saying it more around a 130 and half this open more around a 130. Now this one up to and a lot of places, a 132 looking at an under. All right, Greg, we got time for one final game. 8 p.m. Central time tip off Tennessee laying two against Kentucky total at 140. What did your numbers tell you for this matchup? I think the total is a little bit too high. I wound up saying this total at a 137 half and from all reports, Either you're going to get no tie-tie Washington for Kentucky, or if he winds up playing, 
you're going to see probably what you wound up seeing in that game against Kansas, in which he wound up playing, but he was rather pedestrian, had just two points in that game. You could tell that he was not 100%, so that is what I'm expecting from him. Now you've got Oscar Sheba, he's just a machine down low. Over 15 rebounds for him, leads all of college basketball, but Tennessee, very sound on defense himself. Josiah Jordan James has been able to give you a double-figure amount of points per game in each of the last four contests. Just an ultimate Swiss Army knife guy is able to give you a block and a half, a seal and a half, six rebounds per game. I absolutely love his game. And then for Tennessee, I do think that Kennedy Chandler, coupled with Santiago Vescovi, the duo being able to give you 27 points per game, going to be able to step up, especially Ty Ty Washington, either being out or hampered. I'm willing to lay up to two and a half here with Tennessee. It's just so difficult to win on the road in the SEC. We saw that with the Auburn versus Arkansas game a week ago, and we see it time and time again out there in this great conference. So I'm willing to lay with Tennessee, and I'm taking a look at an under. Rapid fire with Greg Hoops Peterson. You got to love it, especially with a stack card that we have present tonight. Greg, thank you a lot for all of that insight, all of your plays and your hard work. Looking forward to it, especially coming around for March Madness time, and we'll be having you on plenty. But until then, Greg, take care. Danny, always love joining you, my friend. Thank you. You got it. You can follow Greg along more so on Twitter at unit underscore 81 and the host of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Coming up next, I'm giving you a couple of plays throughout the NBA, still sticking on the hardwood, but professionally. So we'll touch on that and recap our futures plays. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. No more football, no problem. Bet River Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, and pro basketball, and plenty more. So don't miss out on Bet River's many daily specials, or you could try your hand at live player props or same game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening fast with more than 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at Bet Rivers. So get started with life after football with the Bet Rivers app. 
Welcome back to Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke 5. You can catch me on the tweets. It is time for my official plays tonight. I know we talked about some futures at the beginning of the show. We'll recap that momentarily, but let's get in to Danny's Dimes, my official plays for tonight. We've got a couple in the NBA. We've got one side and one player prop, and we begin with the side, and this is going to involve the Dallas Mavericks and the Miami Heat. So full disclosure, took this game a little bit earlier in the day. That's why we always advise you to be subscribing to VEASAN with the daily newsletter so you can get access to the best bets and the log page. So when I make the bets, I put them in there instantly. So in case it does move, you can hopefully get as good of a number. Nevertheless, let me tell you why I liked Miami in this spot against the Dallas Mavericks. So I laid about minus 160 on the money line. And the reason I like Miami here, so they open up three and a half. Now they're up to five just to set where this line's at. Money line now is minus $2. Total at about 209 and a half. So the Mavericks have won their last four out of five. They're coming off a 99 to 97 loss versus the Clippers on Saturday, but they had just played them on Thursday in their previous game and beat them 112 to 105. But on the other side, Miami, well, they're on a five-game winning streak, and they're great at home, 19 and six straight up whereas Mavericks 13 and 13 on the road. Now, what's very, I guess, uh, impressive to see, maybe not surprising because of how great he's really always been, Luka Doncic has been on a tear in the couple of games that Chris Tapps Porzingis has not been involved with since he has been traded away. He's averaged 48 points in that span, got 45 against the Clippers, and then 51, or he had 51 originally on Thursday, came back and dropped 45. So, yeah, it's insanely impressive, but also against the same team, take it into account as much as you want. Doesn't matter too much, though, because I think overall, deeper throughout, depth-wise, Miami is the more complete team and, of course, has the home court advantage, as I alluded to already in this spot. Plus, Jimmy Butler was questionable. It looks like he is on track to play. And when you're looking at the injuries for the Mavericks, uh, they're a little bit banged up. Trey Burke is not going to play. Reggie Bullock, he is going to be out as well. I think the new guys like Spencer Dinwiddie may be implemented into this game, but even if he is, you know, it's going to take a little bit to get acclimated, right? I, I don't think you're going to see instant success from him joining this Mavs squad. And even if there is, again, I still think Miami can counter anything Dallas is going to be throwing out there. Miami leads the NBA in three-point percentage at 37.6%. Dallas, not so much. They rank 23rd, 34%. And what I also like to pick out a lot with teams in general, especially college basketball, but in the NBA, it, it's such a thing that grinds my gears while watching basketball is teams not taking advantage from the charity stripe, not able to knock those down, especially in clutch moments. But Miami leads the NBA in free throw percentage at 81.5%. Dallas ranks 16th at 77%. So along with that, there's, I mean, plenty more stats that could lead to the advantage of the Heat. Overall, situationally, I just think Miami was the right team here, and I thought you were getting them at a relatively buy-low price at home against this Mavericks squad. So again, I laid about minus 160, 165 in that range. Now it's up to do uh, to $2. I'm not going to tell you to run to the counter to lay $2 or even minus 5 on the spread if you feel confident enough. Let's root for it together, absolutely. But also, as I always like to suggest, and so many people suggest, remember, especially in the sport of the NBA, live betting is your friend. There probably, more than likely, will be a time where you can take advantage of a better price with this Miami Heat team. So if you want to get involved, but you know you missed the best number, that could be your best route to take. But I do like Miami tonight, minus a buck sixty on the money line. 
All right, here's a bet that you still can't purchase at Bet Rivers. Points prop for Evan Mobley with the Cavaliers taking on the Atlanta Hawks. Mobley has a points prop of 13 and a half this evening. Under had the juice minus 125, and the over was minus 105. I'm going with the over, folks. Mobley's gone over this mark of 13 and a half points in 30 out of 49 games so far this season. And to be more specific, in this matchup against Atlanta, he has gone over it in both games. Let's take you back to October 12th versus the Atlanta Hawks. Mobley went 7-12 from the floor. Hit no three-pointers, 0-2, 3-3 from the charity stripe, but ended up with 17 points. All right, then you got him December 31st. First Atlanta, 8-12 from the floor, ended up with 16 points. So for some reason, Mobley has had some success against this Atlanta Hawks unit. Yet, why is this points prop at 13.5? Good question. I don't know. I think we could take advantage of it because 47% of Mobley's shots come from mid-range and 43% come at the rim. And you look at Atlanta's defense, well, Atlanta is allowing opponents to shoot about 43% from mid-range, guess what? That ranks 21st worst in the NBA. And 65.3% at the rim, that ranks 18th worst in the association. Overall defensive effective field goal percentage, Atlanta is 25th with a percentage of 54.3%. The advantages are there with Mobley. We've seen him go over it twice against this Atlanta team. Heck, he's gone over it in 30 out of 49 games, folks. Way over 50%. So I'm taking advantage of the lower number here. Maybe a prop that just hasn't had enough attention on it. But I like Evan Mobley over 13 and a half points tonight as the Cavs take on the Atlanta Hawks. So that's what I got for the player prop. And then the side play that I do got going with the money line for the Miami Heat earlier in the day, minus a buck 60 against the Mavericks. But again, I'm not advocating for you to take it now at the price of minus $2 or laying five. Maybe be a little bit patient, wait for an in-game spot, and then look to take this bet with the Heat. Aside from that in the NBA, if you remember at the beginning of the show, I uh, had my little rant and uh, just me pleading for DeMar DeRozan's case for MVP at 40-1. to 1. I know I was going over a lot of these stats. To add even more, some stats to really just you know, boost his case maybe, cleaningtheglass.com where I get a lot of these stats I throw out NBA-wise, they have DeRozan at plus 26 for expected win differential with him on the floor throughout the course of an 82-game season. He also has a plus 10.6 efficiency differential, which is in the 93rd percentile. And another stat that I saw come out that I actually just retweeted, uh, Cody Westerlund does good work for local Chicago radio here. He tweeted that DeRozan has scored 431 points in the fourth quarter of games this season, which is first by really a sizable margin. I mean, Giannis comes in second with 365 points in the fourth quarter. It just has a slightly higher fourth quarter average, 8.5 to 8.3. DeRozan shooting 55% in fourth quarters and 54.2% in what they call clutch time. Adding to his case a little bit more so. And I know you can nitpick. You could go Embiid. Well, look, he's got plus 24 wins, expected wins, and plus 10.1 efficiency differential. Well, DeRozan's better than that, and Embiid's a short shot. Jokic is actually outstanding. He's at plus 53 wins and plus 25 efficiency differential. I will counter that with, well, it's hard to win back-to-back -back MVPs. Not that that's the reason why he shouldn't, but this is just how the voting happens a lot. And the Nuggets are not in the top two seed in their respective conference and not dealing with as many significant injuries like the Bulls have been doing 
and with a guy going on a new team and a new roster with a team that hasn't made the playoffs in a decent amount of time, right? Uh, Giannis plus 30 wins expected and plus 12.7 efficiency differential. So I get it. You can make that case. Again, the Bulls ahead of the Bucks right now. We'll see how the season ends. But I'm just saying all this adds to more respect for DeRozan. Chris Paul is ahead of DeRozan, but he's only plus 15 wins expected and plus 7.5 efficiency differential. Makes no sense why Chris Paul is above DeMar DeRozan. So that's why we pulled the trigger on him at 40-1 to 1 to win the NBA MVP. And it, again, it's not a bet that I'm like, he's for sure winning it. No doubt about it. No, it's more so we like to see the value in this. And just because we're taking this bet and it doesn't win, even if that's not the case, look, a lot of this happens to do or has to do with getting great value and maybe you can have that cash out option. There are alternatives you can do with these numbers. And that's our approach for doing this early Super Bowl betting too, right? I mean, you're searching for these prices early on and trying to get the best value before it moves. So aside from the DeRozan app, 40 to 1, looking way longer in the future in the NFL in case you missed it. We had three futures that we did pull the trigger on for early, early, early Super Bowl 57 odds. Uh, the Chargers at 25 to 1. To me, I think this is a team that could absolutely reach the AFC Championship this upcoming season. You can mark my words for that. Old takes expose me if it doesn't happen, whatever. They are talented enough to get there. The Cardinals, you know, this is more so of a flyer than a legit bet because it was at 28 to 1, now 25 to 1. I think they have enough talent, so I'm going with the Cardinals at 25 to 1. And then one that I actually think has more leverage, like the Chargers, the Ravens at 20 to 1, was another bet that we did make for down the long road. But again, if you're looking more narrow, want the action for tonight? We are going with Miami Heat on the money line. We took that earlier, minus a buck sixty against the Mavericks, and then our prop, Evan Mobley, over 13 and a half points tonight against the Atlanta Hawks. I was going to say Cavs, but he plays for the Cavs. So hopefully you're able to tail these and cash some winners. Best of luck. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Rush Hour. Until tomorrow, folks, take care and enjoy all those slated games tonight. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.